Radio City Sport with Hampson Hughes Solicitors. Kick off your personal injury claim right now at HampsonHughes.com. The Radio City Sport Everton Matchbook Pre-Match. We're going to approach it. We know that Stevenage are playing at home. We're going to respect them a lot. We know that the way that they're trying to play is going to be a one-off situation for them because they perform really well uh, this season at home at times without getting the result. They're having a tough season as well. So I think for one day, both teams need to forget about the divisions that we play in and make sure that we, we make this competition restore the values that they've always been so so significant. And a very warm welcome from the Lamex Stadium on Broadhall Way here in Stevenage for Everton's fourth round FA Cup tie. Only the sixth time the Blues have met the same side in both domestic cup competitions in the same season. The last was Wimbledon back in the 92-93 season with the Dons, of course, a Premier League side then. Today's opponents prop up the third tier of English football and Everton just managed to edge matters at Goodison in the League Cup in August. Today, it's the FA Cup. Home advantage is with Stevenage, and Roberto Martinez maintains a real desire to retain the trophy that he won with Wigan last season. Alongside me today is another FA Cup winning manager, the last Everton boss to lift silverware, and he's very proud of that too. Big smile, big smile, and I've got to say, we're just smiling also at the respective sides lining up together and the difference in size because it is land of the giants they've got several six foot two six foot three players here and um, it is important the Blues get it down and pass it. Let me take you through the uh, Everton side here this afternoon. Five changes from the side that drew at West Brom, so it looks like this. Joel Robles in goal. Hibbert, Stones, Jackie Elker and Baines across the back. Hibbert making only his second start of the season. Yes, the other was against Stevenage at Goodison back in August. Ahead of that back four, McCarthy and Barry... Ahead of them, Naismith, McGeady, a full debut for him, and Oviedo, and Morales leading the Everton attack. On the bench for the Blues, Heitinger, Lukaku, Gay, Osman, Velios, McElhenney, and Howard. Stevenage have made one change for their 1-0 defeat here against Notts County last week. So Day in goal, a back four of Smith, Ashton, Jones, and Hartley, a midfield of Moraes, Hislop, Charles and Freeman with Aikens and Zoko leading the attack. Our man in the middle is a Premier League official. That's his whistle. Anthony Taylor of Cheshire has got this game underway. He's uh, officiated in three Everton games this season and Everton haven't lost any of them. Well, the first ball of the year, Everton have won. Naismith, who is a good leaper, has climbed above a centre-half twice his size there to win a great header and just flick it on. A promising start, perhaps the size isn't that important. Let's hope not, as the long clearance from the Stevenage keeper, Day, arrives on the edge of the Everton penalty area, knocked back to right back for Stevenage, Jimmy Smith, and out of play eventually for a throw-in on the far side. It's a decent atmosphere inside the Lanark Stadium, as you'd expect for a big FA Cup tie. Everton are in town. Yes, yes indeed. And all the pre-match notes I've made, Joe, are a waste of time because we've <laughs> been plunged into thing. darkness <laughs> in the press box here. Uh, so Stevenage come forward, right edge of the penalty, a low ball into the box and defended and put behind by Everton, thankfully, for the first corner of the afternoon, which has gone Stevenage's way. 
I've got to say that was very dangerous. Burst down the right there, I, I think. It was Smith getting down there, but, but it is hard to tell from this distance. It is indeed. Jimmy Smith from right back for the first corner of the day, won by Stevenage. And uh, we are just a minute and 25 seconds into the game. And corner right-hand side, delivered low into the penalty area and pumped away by Everton for a throw-in. It was Naismith unable to control that ball and Freeman wins a throw-in on the left-hand side for Stevenage, just inside their own half. First touch for Tony Hibbert too, it's, it's a tackle, it's a soft tackle, but it gets him into the game. There, there was a chance he could have played centre-half, of course, we thought Stones yeah. would play there, and that's where he's lined up. He's, uh, Charles down the left-hand side, getting a ball into the penalty, it's a decent ball, and defended well by Leighton Baines in the end, he had to make that. Well, uh, there are now and again questions about Leighton defensively, they say, is he good at the far post? That was a great show there from him. More defending for Everton to do here, and they're claiming a back pass, it won't matter, it's blocked on the line superbly by John Stones on the line, after the ball was loose inside the penalty area, following the touch back towards goalkeeper Robles, and Stevenage could well have been in front, but for that goal line intervention from Stones. That was a terrific save. By the way, I mean, that's a great chance there for Stevenage. They should be one up, it was so blatant. Certainly was a clear-cut chance. Goalkeeper Robles was stranded inside his penalty area after the ball had come back towards him. He failed to hold on to it, and I'll tell you what, Stones read the situation well just to get him behind him. He did indeed, and, and it's obvious even this early that they are going to launch the ball behind Everton. They have to keep up, they have to keep getting away from their goal, let the goalkeeper see the ball, let it run through to him. If they get pinned in their own box, they're going to have trouble with the size of Stevenage. Phil Jagielka, the Everton skipper, using McCarthy again, just a short ball beyond Morales, but he takes a return pass from Naismith. Morales just outside the penalty area, hits one towards goal, keeper saves it, McGeady with the rebound, must come Everton's way, it does, and Naismith has scored. Everton are in front, inside the opening five minutes of this game here at the Lamax Stadium. Morales with the initial shot, pushed away by the goalkeeper, McGeady laid it back into the penalty area, and there was Stephen Naismith to steer it home in front of the Everton fans and the Blues are in front with their first attack of the game. Yeah, their first real passage of, of passing the ball, they, they kept the ball, they kept it well, started with a great pass through to Morales in the middle, used the width, kept the ball and then sent Morales free in the box, a great goal and Johnny on the spot, Naismith puts his one in front. Well, the Abertonians absolutely delighted, well, rightly so, because the Blues are in front early on in this FA Cup tie after what had been a very promising start by the League One side and they'll feel mightily disappointed that they concede with Everton's first real foray forward and played back to goalkeeper Joel by Jagielka and planted forward towards the halfway line where Stevenage pick up again and Heslop trying to get a shot in on goal and Heslop was fouled and it's a free kick to Stevenage 10 yards outside the box this looks bad the players are all up in arms, this is bad. It's Oviedo, is it? Down injured for... He's, he's lunged behind, it's a tackle from behind and he's caught the ball, but I don't know whether he's landed badly or he's caught the follow-through from the player, but this is bad. Just as you were talking about the lengthening injury crisis that... Uh, straight away the physios gone. are telling us it's a stretcher. Well, this doesn't look good for Everton. Brian Oviedo is the player down injured who put the challenge in. And... Everton may well be forced into a very early change here at uh, the Lamex Stadium with what looks a pretty serious injury 
to Urban Club Dr. Ian Irving on his way down now. Yep. <clears throat> Made his way from the uh, main stand to our left. And out he goes onto the pitch. And Stevenage players, understandably, taking um, time out to get some liquid refreshments on board. And Everton players, likewise, just coming over to the staff just down below us to our left. And John Stones sounds like a, a broken leg for uh, Ryan Oviedo. Well, that's what we're hearing, God, that's... It was um, it wasn't a clumsy tackle, but it was certainly an awkward tackle from behind, and a player going away from him with the ball. It was a brave tackle. Um, the players looking very concerned and understandably so. A real blow to the uh, Costa Rican international, who, not just in terms, if it is very serious, we are just hearing that it's a possibility of a. A broken leg, difficult to determine that immediately, but um, he's got a World Cup coming up as well. Um, apparently the pictures are on TV and it's not good at all, it, mm. it, it does look bad. The reaction of the players straight away, when you have half a dozen players waving their arms, you know straight away it's bad. Yeah, a real blow to the Costa Rican international, who of course would have been looking forward to turning out for his country in the World Cup against the likes of England as well, in the same group as England over in Brazil. And he's done very well, I've got to say, I saw him on his debut last year at Leeds, I think it was his debut anyway, and he was certainly the best player for Everton yeah. on the night in a poor display, and whenever he's come in this year, he's done exceptionally well, of course, scoring the winner at Old Trafford, mm. and he's, he's been a valuable member of the squad this year, but if what we're hearing is true, I don't think we're going to see him again this season. Which is real bad news for Everton Football Club and the player himself, of course. We don't wish injury upon any player from any football club. And Everton have had more than their fair share in recent weeks. The injury list is lengthening. Gibson and Kone, long-term absentees. De La Feo making his way back to fitness. Ross Barkley, likewise. Stephen Pienaar missing today. Antolin Alcaraz also absent. He could be back in a week or so's time. Seamus Coleman picked up that injury at West Brom. And now Brian Oviedo. Now, I make that eight senior <coughs> players. Um, it's, it's a terrible blow because it gives us so many options. He can play left-back if Baines mm. isn't fit. can play wide left. He can play in midfield. Excuse me, can play on the right. He's got in there. And who's coming on for Everton? Not sure whether we've seen who the replacement is at the moment. But warm applause for the very, I think it's very Leon unfortunate on. Brian Oviedo. Well, the Stevenage fans also <coughs> giving uh, Brian Oviedo reception as he's stretched off unfortunately and Everton forced into a change at this very early stage of proceedings and Leon Osman will be the man to uh, come on for Everton so Osman replacing Brian Oviedo confirmation of that change here at Broad Hallway. Free kick then, which is 10 yards outside the penalty area. Everton have lined up a wall, but it's a well-worked free kick, and 
pushed behind by goalkeeper Joel from the shot. Hestock from outside the penalty area was well struck anyway. It was a well worked free kick. Decent yeah. save by Joel there. Give him confidence. Yeah. Feel of the ball. Corner for Stevenage. Everton leading this game by a goal to nil. And the high delivery into the penalty area is dealt with by Everton. Cleared as far as Morales and the Blues are on the break forward and getting bodies forward as well. Osman just trying the crossfield pass towards McGeady down this right-hand side. It was cut out by Charles, picked up again by Everton. Barry feeding it to McGeady. McGeady's ball into the penalty area is deflected and comes to Leon Osman, who almost, almost turned that home, but it was coming behind him and it was an awkward one to hit, really, and Leon Osman didn't catch it as he would have liked. No, it, it, it came too early for him, to be honest with you. Ozzy's a good volley to the ball but that, that would have been a hard chance to take anyway quick break by Everton certainly the way to play against this physically superior side but technique wise I'm afraid they're a long way behind Everton there's a poor crossfield ball by uh, Everton which has been cut out by Stevenage who won themselves a free kick and it's Freeman who's brought down just on the edge of the penalty area and that is a free kick just outside the box and Everton will have to deal with this again well Freeman has looked their liveliest best despite their size his trickery on the floor his left foot his free kick he has looked the one who might be the biggest danger to Everton tonight free kick again 10 yards outside the box and again an Everton wall that needs to be lined up competently to give goalkeeper Joel the protection that he wants Everton leading by a goal to nil but a free kick here and more defending to do for the Blues and at the moment we have a four-man Everton wall lined up well make that five with Aussie on the periphery of it free kick 10 yards outside the box, the Everton wall just positioned inside the penalty area, just to give you the uh, precise distance, I suppose. And uh, a free kick, which is going to be lifted over this wall once more, and Joel, again, pushes the ball away, but could only push it to his right-hand side, and the rebound placed back into his path and behind for the corner. Well, that's a good save, by the way, the big fella stressed to his limit there to keep that one out and an excellent free kick it just didn't carry enough pace in the end did it no Philip Marais of course yeah. an ex-Oldham winger ex-Chelsea at one stage yeah that's where he started his career didn't quite make it there of course Philip Marais the uh, one who struck that ball back into the Everton penalty area taking a deflection on its way through to goalkeeper Joel been a little busier than he would have liked. Hartley can't find Hessler. Everton picking up in midfield with Osman, trying to release Naismith, and he has got Naismith in after a mistake by the defender, and Naismith has done it again for Everton. It's Everton's second and his of this FA Cup fourth-round tie. A wonderful ball steered through, which looked like it wasn't going to carry enough pace to release Stephen Naismith, but the mistake by the centre-back Ashton allowed Naismith in, and he took it coolly enough to steer it past goalkeeper Chris Day, and Everton lead by two goals to nil. Alan, it all starts with a first-time pass from Barry, who's had more touches up to now than any player on the pitch. He's been there, he's been clever and he's been cute. He's just laid one off first time, the next pass is a forward pass slid behind them, and that's where they struggle. They have no pace in the back four. Great run by Naismith, great finish, 2-0. Well, Stephen Naismith amongst the goals this afternoon here for Everton. And latching on to a mistake by Stevenage. I think the defender will certainly feel that he 
should have got it away. He allowed it to run through to Stephen Naismith, and the Scottish international did the rest. I said before the game, now, Alan, pace kills lower, lower division sides, and that's what they can't handle. They love playing against sides because they're big themselves. But pace and ability. Here's Barry for Naismith, who's got the two Everton goals this afternoon. Good control from him. Played to the left for Osman. Osman tricking his way into the penalty area. Osman cuts it back. Almost a third. Comes outside the penalty area for Gareth Barry. He drives it towards goal. Blocked inside the 18-yard box and cleared by Stevenage up towards the halfway line for Aikens. who can't keep hold of possession. John Stones has it for Everton and plays a crossfield ball, which unfortunately is behind Osman and goes out of play on the far side. But what an interception again by Stones. He's reading the game like an old pro. In his early 30s, the young man's maturity is marvellous to see. Yeah. Well, Everton almost got that third that you were looking for there, Joe. It was a great strike by Barry and terrific work by Osmond to create the first chance. We just didn't have that Johnny on the spot in the six-yard box. And the half-time whistle blows, I should say, with Everton leading by two goals to nil at the break, thanks to those two Stephen Naismith goals. The first on five minutes, he was the Johnny on the spot inside the penalty area after Morales had seen his shot pushed away to the right-hand side for Aidan McGeady to cut it back into the danger zone, and there was Naismith to steer it home. And Naismith clear through on goal in the 32nd minute to get the better in a one-on-one -on -one situation with goalkeeper Chris Day. He dispatched it confidently enough to send Everton in at the break, leading by two goals to nil. So very satisfactory first 45 minutes in terms of the scoreline, but, of course, the uh, black mark is the injury to Brian Oviedo, unfortunately, Joe. And a major blow, it really is a major blow. It, it does look a bad one, we keep saying that. When the players react that quickly, when they're all round, when they're waving the stretcher on before even the physio's on, you know there's something wrong, which tells me maybe that they can tell through his socks that there's a break there. We have had confirmation from the television that it is a broken leg. Um, how badly? Well, we'll find out later. It's the only black mark. There's been so much to be pleased with. The form of young Stones and Jaggy Elkin together at the back. The goalkeeper's made a couple of decent saves. He's looked big and prominent. Uh, Morales has given them problems that they can't handle at the moment. And, of course, two goals for Naismith. So, so many good things, but just that big black mark. And I think Roberto Martinez would have been very satisfied with two first-half goals and a clean sheet. So, halfway there, but still a job to do. Still a job to do. The win behind wouldn't be behind Everton in the second half, if, providing it doesn't change, but I, I've never really seen it change that dr dramatically, except at Boundary Park, <laughs> where wind rules don't apply. But um, quite honestly, we, we should pin them up, play the same way, deny them possession of the ball. That's the best way of defending, that's the way that Roberto's sides do defend, and that third goal, if the third goal goes in, Maybe one or two more can come off and be rested. The Radio City Sport Everton Matchbook. Radio City Sport with Hampson Hughes Solicitors. Got something to feel good about? Feel even better with a £2,000 cash advance when we accept your claim. T's and C's apply. Right, no further changes. Uh, we are all set for the second 45 minutes. Referee Anthony Taylor is going to blow his whistle and Steve Nidge are going to kick off this second half with Everton leading by two goals to nil. Can they add to their tally in this second half or will Steve Nidge pose a real threat on Everton in this fourth round FA Cup tie? Immediately they've got the ball forward, the home side, and they've got a throw in on the 
right-hand side, which Luke Jones is going to take. He's thrown back for Smith to put a ball into the uh, penalty area. In fact, that was Luke Jones putting a ball into the penalty area from Smith's throw. And uh, a rather wayward one in the end that's gone behind for a goal kick. The one thing I would say, Alan, is if they do persist in launching the longer ball, would you say it will suit them better in the second half into the wind because the ball will hold up and stay in the box or instead of running out of play or through to the goalkeeper as it did so often? Throw in. will be taken by uh, Moraes. Philip Moraes down that right-hand side and then a cross into the penalty area which had uh, Joel scrambling back towards his goal. He's been a substitute. I thought it was Heitinger who's come on, not for <laughs> John Heitinger on the field. I thought Jackie Elkwood changed his uh, hair for a moment. <laughs> Heitinger come on for Phil Jackie Elka at half time, so uh, there has been a change. Not spotted by our commentary team, which is a, a sin, Joe. I have failed in my duty today. Not at all, mate. <laughs> Heitinger getting a run out in this second half, so. Sensible move by Roberto Martinez. Well, let's hope it's not an injury. That, that's the only thing. It could be a slight injury. There was certainly no sign of that in the first half when Jerry Elka was excellent, mm. speedy and pacey and reading the game as usual. But um, it's a chance to give him a rest as well. Sylvan Distan having a complete rest. They've got the two-goal lead and Roberto obviously feels that that's enough. And Heitigan is competent enough, that's for sure. Raven Baines looking to get some distance on the throw towards Morales. Comes back, though, towards Philip Morace. Morace with the ball into the penalty area. Joel will come for it. Has to punch the ball away to the edge of the penalty area. And then the shot comes back in from Lucas Aikens. And uh, Joel, thankfully, held on to it inside the six-yard box. Good keeping by Joel. He was under pressure. The, the punch was the right decision. Pitch beginning to cut up a little, isn't it? Here at uh, Broadhall Way as Morales goes on another marauding run forward into the penalty area. It's a good run by Morales, it's a good effort as well, and the keeper has done well to get a touch on that to take it over the crossbar for a corner. A great play by Morales, picked it up, run of the back four, gone inside, gone outside, rifled the ball with his left foot, and what a decent save that is from the goalkeeper. Yeah, he did well, because that had power behind it from Kevin Morales, and the Everton striker has won the Blues a corner on the right-hand side which will be taken on that far side by Osman, delivered into the penalty area, headed away as far as the edge of the box, Baines on his right foot, strikes it, blocked inside the penalty area, and then the spectacular overhead kick results in an Everton third goal, because that's been put in at the far post. That was the overhead kick, was it, from uh, Morales, who tried the spectacular, and it's been headed home inside the penalty area, the six-yard box, and Everton lead by... Three goals to nil. It's an unusual goal scorer. John Heitinger <laughs> has scored for Everton. Well, great substitution, Roberto. We needed that third goal, and he obviously felt he was a man. And now we can relax a little bit. I'm sure they will be frantic again, but keep the ball, just keep the ball now, see the game out. And as the game goes on, there could be space for even a fourth goal. Well, the spectacular came off in rather unusual circumstances. But it was Heitinger inside the penalty area after the initial Osman corner had been cleared to the edge of the box. Baines had the shot, which had been blocked. Then the overhead kick came off a defender and somehow found its way into the net because Heitinger was there to just steer it home. And he's only been on the pitch for 10 minutes. And Stevenage win possession back inside their own half. 
over on the left-hand side, getting it forward for Freeman for a run towards the Everton penalty area. It's a decent run as well. And Luke Freeman down that left-hand side. Chance maybe for delivery into the box, but Stephen is just check and hold possession before sending it back out to that left edge of the 18-yard box, held up by John Stones just on the uh, edge of the penalty area. Final ball comes in towards the uh, penalty spot and is prodded towards goal and just wide by Zoko from just inside the penalty. He brought the ball down well and got a little stab towards goal, which sent Joel scrambling across to his left-hand side. Well, certainly the most dangerous moment for a while. Again, the tricky Freeman on the left, threatened to go by Hibbert, didn't, came back in, floated the ball to the far post. Zoko's showed great chest control, but just toe-prodded it wide. There's Heslop for Stevenage. Got support here with four players advancing towards the penalty area. If they can get a ball into the box, down the left edge of the 18-yard box, it's Soko seeing the ball run behind for a corner in the end. So a chance to put Everton under a little bit of pressure inside the 18-yard box. Well, that's certainly been their strongest side down the left. It was Zoko this time, but it's usually Freeman. That's where the crosses have come from, that's where the danger comes from. And here we have the ball held above the head, so we know that this is going to be a corner. <laughs> The specialist training ground routine is about to be delivered at Broad Hallway here. Stevenage corner, left-hand side. Every man back defending for Everton. There may be three goals up, but every man back for the corner, which has worked its way to the near post. And Joel had to be alert and twist and push it behind for a corner. You know, he's done well tonight. It's not been an easy game. It's been windy for a goalkeeper. Goal mouth's a little bit uncertain, a bit bobbly at times, and they put lots of pressure on him with high balls, but he's handled it all, he's done very well tonight, Joel. He's got to deal with another corner here, again from that Stevenage left, again it goes near post, and this time Everton do clear and carry the ball forward with Naismith, and Everton are getting men forward in numbers as well. Naismith playing the ball forward, McGeady will chase, but the keeper Day comes outside of his penalty area to clear into the Stevenage fans on the far side. Uh, it was just a touch too hard, it was a great break from Everton there, and there was a sprint, three blue shirts sprinting at their goal, it just needed a precision pass, and it was a touch too far. Osman, edge of the 18, well, just outside the 18-yard box, has played a great ball in for Magai Gay, real chance here, Magai Gay for Everton! And Magai Gay scores for Everton. Magai Gay strolled into the penalty area, took it inside of one defender and slotted a left-footed effort past goalkeeper Chris Day to complete the route of Stevenage. It's four, and Everton are through to the fifth round of the cup. Yes, yes, another passing movement. Steven is chasing shadows at the back, one-twos, and McGay has slipped in behind. Got the goalkeeper one-on-one -on -one and put the ball away, and nobody realised, I've got to say, it's so far and so dark at that end. Even the bench was slow coming off to celebrate. They were. Yeah, it was difficult to see whether the ball had gone in the net. It had. We're inside the final minute of the 90. Joe Royal alongside me has named Stephen Naismith as his motor range man of the match. Those two first-half goals giving Everton the platform to go on and win this game. Plus his performance as well. You know, he's, he's worked hard, he's played that target man role, he's won headers, and he's no right to win, really. He's a mm. terrific spring for not the tallest of players. And here he is trying to win the ball back inside the uh, Stevenage half. Maybe he hasn't given up hope of getting a hat-trick yet in this game. 
Well, here, Everton have some defending to do inside their own penalty area, and Joel has made the save. Has he? And it's a real scramble on the goal line, and Joel has got up again and made an excellent block. And Freeman inside the penalty area, I think it was. My word, what a stop it was in the end, but the initial effort was somehow kept out on the goal line by a combination of defenders and Everton keeper Joel. And a fair bit of luck, I might add. <laughs> that's twice that's happened. We've had scrambles and we've come out of it. It's a good sign you need luck in the cup. Zarias Charles with the initial effort that was blocked inside the penalty area. And Joel, we talked about him keeping a clean sheet. Well, he had luck on his side there. He made a terrific save at the end, though, Alan. Honestly, they, the fellow was through. He stood big. He showed no no intention of, of going down early, no intention of getting out of the way, and the ball hit him fairly in the chest, and it was a great save. And the referee calls time on Everton's fourth-round FA Cup tie. That proverbial banana skin coming to a lower-league side, but Everton deal with them in fine fashion. Two goals in each half, two from Naismith in the first, and a goal from Heitinger and Magai Gay in the second, giving Everton a 4-0 victory over Stevenage here at Broadhall Way. A comfortable victory in the end, Joe, but... When you get a real scare inside the first couple of minutes and John Stones has to clear off the line, you think you're in for a very difficult day. And I, for one, was delighted that Naismith was able to net on five minutes just to calm the nerves somewhat. It just took the fire off them a little bit. They did come out with all guns blazing. They should have scored early on. They had a couple of good chances. But that difference in quality showed at the end. And as the game wore on, it was only evident they was going to score more goals. There were frights. There was a big goal-mouth scramble at the end. But the goalkeeper deserves his clean sheets. He's worked hard for that tonight. And, OK, Tim Howard is outstanding, but he too now has got competition for the place. Well, a number of Everton players uh, leaving the field bare-chested, giving the shirts to fans. John Stones is one of them, Leon Osman, John Heitinger, likewise. The fans absolutely delighted. They've got their reward for a long trip, haven't they? Seeing four goals away from home and what could have been a, a very tricky encounter is fantastic for Everton, four against Queen's Park Rangers, four here against Stevenage, so Everton in, in rude health in the FA Cup. Yes, they are, and let's give a little bit of credit too to Stevenage, they haven't been cynical. When you go down a couple of divisions and play sides, sometimes they can be naughty. There were a few bookings, Mr Taylor, the referee, was outstanding. It wasn't a hard game, he didn't look for trouble and he didn't find any, his bookings were necessary. But no, Everton were, were very, very good today and they did show the difference. And don't forget, there's so many important players missing from Everton's side tonight. It certainly wasn't a shadow side, but it was nowhere near Everton's best side and they've won comfortably. And, of course, with a derby on the horizon, that's always on the minds of managers and players, no doubt. Yes, it is. We keep saying it. just the one terrible blot on the night is the Oviedo injury, which looks quite horrific, to be honest with you. And Dr Ian Irving was soon down there, the Everton club doctor who travels... Uh, travelled to the game. His father, incidentally, was Evans Club doctor when we won the championship in 1970, so the Irving family have been great servants for the club, and uh, he will have gone to hospital with him and made sure that everything's fine. Post-match. Roberto, well done. You completed a, a very professional job there. Yeah, I think that's a word. Uh, today was a real test to, to, to be able to come here, be ourselves, be very professional and, and show a real love for the game. 
and I think we did that. Um, we had to be really focused, um, especially early on when Steven Edge used the dead ball situation, uh, a good use, we defended really well, and overall the, 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 the performance is as professional as, as you can get, and that's very pleasing because when you got a team like ours that we show the quality and the talent that we have, today was a real test to show that we got all the ingredients that you need to be a competitive side. The real sad part of the day was the injury to, to Brian Oviedo. Any further news for us? Well, um, it is a it is a fracture, a double, it's a double fracture, the tibia and the fibula, um, broken leg. That is is it was difficult in that moment as as it happened. Uh, the players knew what, what what was wrong. It wasn't a, a bad challenge or anything. It was just an unfortunate incident. He's trying to win the ball back, and and and, and we end up with a with a with a double fracture. The, the truth is that. Uh, obviously, injuries happen in the game, and we want him now to recover as quick as we can. But uh, for me, is if you're going to get injured um, as, a, as a footballer in your career, I think Brian, what he's done this season, is show what a what a phenomenal footballer he is, and he can he can just rest assured that we we're desperate to get him back. But he can be extremely proud of the performance that he's put in this season, and we we all realise how important he is in our dressing room. The Radio City Sport Everton Matchbook Radio City Sport with Hampson Hughes Solicitors. Become one of our success stories today. Click Hampson Hughes. Dot com.